Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts? Are they the exciting new heroes the world needs? Thunderbolts, strike! Today makes at least half a dozen times the Thunderbolts have done the job we used to depend on the Avengers for. It allowed us to move among you, disguising who we really are. The Masters of Evil! In what is now becoming an old story, the Thunderbolts once again save the city. Enough of this hero talk. You will do as you're told. He's right. You may be wearing a songbird costume, but underneath you're just screaming me. I can expose all of you right now. So you see, you really have no choice. You know what? We're done playing these parts. It's time to win these parts. No one betrays Zemo. Figures, just when we go in on this hero thing, our blood runs out. Avengers, Defenders, Thunderbolts, I make any team better. We're Norman Osborn's A-team, and he's the big man in charge now. This isn't the team I used to lead. You, honey, are under arrest. You have to fight for what's right every single day, bulletproof skin or not. The Thunderbolts have worked hard to change people's minds about us, but apparently we've got a ways to go. Hey folks, and welcome back to Justice Not Entirely Dissimilar to Lightning, a fan hole spinoff podcast where we talk about the Marvel comic Thunderbolts, the uh, villains turned heroes turned villains turned heroes turned, you know, I, I mean, it wanes back and forth uh, a lot. Yeah, so uh, who's with me? Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. The honeymoon is over. The honeymoon is officially over, yes. Well, what are you, then? I'm French! Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? So, yeah, like, you know, if you're, if you're this deep into the, the down the rabbit hole, then you know what this show is usually about. We talk about a, a issue in the uh, Thunderbolts chronology, and then the second half of the show, we talk about a historical issue that usually, like, you know, ties into the, the, uh, the issue we talked about in the first half. So yeah, like so I, I see no reason to change up the formula at this point. So uh, yeah, like uh, let me um, go. Uh, you know, I, I usually handle like the uh, Thunderbolts issue, so I will go into a uh, some background information in the summary for it, and then me and Derek will discuss it as is our want. So yeah, this is uh, issue eighteen with a cover date of September nineteen ninety eight. Uh, as usual, it's written by Kurt Busiek, penciled by Mark Bagley, inked by Scott Hanna. Colors by Joe Rosas, letters by Comicraft, and edited by Tom Brevoort. And the story title of this issue is Career Opportunities. Atlas broods alone on a cliff when he's joined by Jolt. He expresses his current troubles and explains his history to Jolt, feeling he's betrayed everyone he's ever cared for or had loyalty to. Jolt reassures him that he's on the right path now, and even though the T-Bolts are hiding out in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, they'll soon be on the upswing. Speaking of said cabin, Songbird and Moonstone work on setting up the security systems while Mach 1 attempts to fix his broken flight harness. Moonstone complains about weird dreams she's having, and things soon turn nasty when Songbird hurls some harsh words towards Mach 1. Before the couple can confront their relationship problems, the cabin's roof is suddenly ripped off by gale force winds produced by Z-Cyclone, member of the all-new Masters of Evil. Z-Cyclone tells the T-Bolts that their mother was a hamster and their father smelt of elderberries, prompting the team to attack him. However, they trip all over themselves trying to pin down the nimble Frenchman until Jolt finally puts on a burst of speed and stuns him. 
when they surround him, the Cyclone is able to fly out of there, and Moonstone sends Jolt to tail him so they can learn why he attacked. As they prepare to wait for Jolt's report, Songbird angrily denounces their entire redemption plan, throwing doubt into the minds of everyone else. Meanwhile, Jolt tracks Cyclone to what seems to be an abandoned building in Radio's Moonstone. She orders Jolt to wait for dark and they'll go in together. In Los Angeles, KTTA Broadcasting reviews the Thunderbolts' recent activities and the boss assigns reporter Gail Rogers to trail the T-Bolts from now on as news about them brings in big ratings. Back in Colorado and after night has fallen, the T-Bolts prepare to enter the building Jolt saw Cyclone go in earlier. Suddenly, Songbird's sonic constructs are hijacked by an outside source, trapping the bolts in a bubble and dragging them inside. There, they come under assault from the new Masters of Evil, Cyclone, Flying Tiger, Tiger Shark, Mankiller, and Claw, Master of Sound. Within moments, the T-Bolts are knocked out and soon awaken to find the Master's leader, the Crimson Cowl, standing over them with an offer. She wants them to join her Masters of Evil and stop with this pose of being heroes. If they refuse, the Cowl will leak word of their whereabouts to all their enemies and watches the Sharks descend upon them. With that, the T-Bolts are allowed free to mull over her offer. With their current prospects bleak, the four former criminal members of the team seriously consider taking the cowl up on her offer, and Jolt despairs that her team is falling to the dark side once more. To be continued. What am I going to do? <laughs> yep. But yeah, so, uh, you know, we're on, we're in a, like, new, like, arc now that kind of like begins like the next era of the Thunderbolts like you know history and uh yeah like you know I was still reading this obviously like I read it all the way into the 30s so I was still pretty much hooked um I was glad you know this issue like I was you know I I praised uh you know the last two issues for being like heavy on the action and fighting Graviton and I mean this this issue has a fight scene too you know with like this with Z-Cyclone and then later with the the new Masters of Evil, who uh, we haven't seen them since, like, what, issue three, I think it yeah, is? Like, issue last three. Time. Yeah, they showed up. So, like, I was happy to see them show up again. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, uh, I think this is still really good stuff. Like, I, I think uh, it's funny because, you know, I think when we talked about issue three, we, like, joked about how, like, friggin' Flying Tiger is such a mort and whatever. Yes. But, like, like <laughs> I think... Like, you know, reading this as a kid, I was, like, you know, taking him, like, deadly seriously or something. Right, right, so, like, right. Yeah, like, I, I Well, he, you know, Bagley makes him look cool, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, uh-huh. like, like that makes him look more like Much a threat cooler. rather than a rather than a dipshit wearing a Halloween costume. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you almost think he's, like, and, part tiger or something. Yeah, and even, like, like Cyclone, like, you know, I joke, like, I think, like, I, I joked, like, rereading this, I was like, oh, he's the fucking French knight from, like, Monty Python, like, in this, like, you know, issue or whatever. Well, that's like, that's right. the thing, like, like, I mean, all that reminds me of is I used to get into these horrible fights over, you know, whether Gambit should should speak in his accent in his comic book, you know, and, and my buddy was mad because he had his his Cajun accent in his thought balloons and he thought it was stupid and we, we just got into this big fight over it and it was like I'm like, look, this is just how fucking comics are, man. Like Cyclone runs around going, I am the Cyclone. I just want to talk to you, you know, like, and it's like 
He's like, Thunderbolts, I fart in your general direction. Direction! You know, like, what? I mean, the, the thing that still trips me out after all these years is the whole, like, uh, the, the whole shocked and surprised getting French kissed in the middle of battle type thing. I mean, it's like, it's funny to me because at least, like, with Rogue, like, maybe some dudes are like, like, oh, this is cool. A pretty girl's, like, you know, trying to kiss me, and then all of a sudden they realize their powers are getting taken or something like that, right? But, like, I don't know. It just seems like like th- this whole thing, like, Cyclone, you know, sneaking a kiss in. And I, I always wonder, like, that that just doesn't make any sense in real life to me. Like, like that can't... Uh, I mean, unless unless there's some reciprocation, and I feel like that's not what they're trying to communicate in this. It's it's not like Songbird was, like, secretly hoping Cyclone would, you know, French her in the middle of the battle, right? But then it's all, it, it's kind of turned into this whole thing where it gets under, you know, Abe's collar and, and makes him do stupid shit during the fight and, and whatnot. But, like, you know, I, I, I by this point I had long since dropped the title. Like, I think I, I wasn't reading it since, I don't know, last last episode or whatever. But, I mean, the art is consistently great. I mean, the writing's still pretty top-notch. I mean, they even, you know, he's still going out of his way, Busick, to point out, like, who the new masters are, even if you haven't read Thunderbolts number three. So, I mean, I think that's that's all pretty decent. It's funny, it's it's shit that, that, that we took for granted and we take for granted now that doesn't happen. Does that make sense? It's like, it's all essential shit like that you know you you need to know who your team is and the characters that you're following and if all of a sudden a group of like fucking five dude bros show up to get in a fight with them you also need to know who they are as opposed to like Chris Claremont stuff where there were like dialogue boxes by everybody's name in a double page spread or something like that in this case it's all back to the whole you know Bujanski methodology of like Oh, haha! I am the cyclone, and it's like, and then cyclone's like, oh, and I will have, uh, you know, <laughs> I will have claw help me, you know, and they they all like announce one another's names and shit like that. It's like, oh, look, it is the tiger shark, you know, or whatever. And then by the other, you're like, oh, okay, great, I know, I know who all these guys are. I like that that opening splash. I mean, it's nice and contemplative. It's almost like. You know the thinker, right? Like, but but with yeah. Atlas, you know, like sitting there doing the thinker pose on that title page or whatever. I I feel like Jolt gets a little. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is worthy of a point of discussion, and maybe I'm just not remembering her doing this in some of the previous issues, or I just chalked it up to, like, uh, I don't know that the. the, the you know, Jolt being the new hotness or whatever or whatever. I mean, I know, I know, you know, when Shag was on, we kind of talked about, you know, does, does she win? Like, does she get over? Like, does she have, you know, too, is is she, you know, too much of a Mary Sue or whatever. Right. But it's like, it's funny to me that like Jolt's the one she's, she's younger than Atlas, but like, she's the one, kind of giving him life advice, I guess, in a weird way. Like, yeah, it, almost, uh-huh. it almost felt to me like, like, and this is, I, I, I don't know if this is a, uh, a, I don't know if this is praise or if this is a detract, you know, like like a criticism, but it's like, to me, it reminded me of like when, when I used to watch Dawson's Creek, and I 
I ate it up, right? Like, I liked watching it. I liked Kevin Williamson's dialogue and all this other stuff. Like, I got into that show. But, like, to, to I guess to the average Joe Q public, they were like, no teenager knows all those words, bro. Like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense, like, or whatever. And and, and I, I, I think I had that moment where I was like, is Jolt, like, this wise at this young an age? Like, is she is she really that smart? Like, and then, and then part of you wonders, like, if she is that smart, does the kitty pride of the Thunderbolts team, is Jolt smart enough to outsmart Moonstone? Because it seems like she gets manipulated by Moonstone. But yet, in, in I guess in comparison to, to, to Atlas, it seems like she she's playing a, you know, I don't know, a comforting role, but also you know, offering wisdom and advice maybe beyond her years? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe like that's, as, that, that's, that's kind of what I'm Probably as, asking, as someone who's, out of all of them, who's someone who probably had a stable upbringing, I guess. Like, mm, so, like, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, because she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily come from the broken families that, that they all do, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess you've got a point, right? Like, she is, she is the most stable, even though she's also the most young yeah okay i i mean i did feel like jolt is the one who pwned cyclone right while while the thunderbolts team you know i mean echoing the cover right they're all walking away from her in the center of the cover like looking to go their own separate ways right and that's metaphorical for i guess what's going on here they're not really working as a team anymore if they ever were and 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 I, I feel like part of that's the lack of leadership, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess they're looking to Moonstone to lead them, and I guess Moonstone thinks she's in charge, but, like, she's not, like, a very good leader. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they no. kind of fall into the trap, and, and, and they're not very coordinated because Abe's it's not more, it's more to she, anybody. It's, it's more she wants to be in charge than she yeah, actually than, is than, a than good she leader. Actually yeah, is a good leader, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I guess also maybe more that everybody else doesn't want the job either, you know, like type thing. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like, so they're, they're, they're just willing to let her have it, I guess. You know, you know, coming up soon, they'll actually discuss this whole thing, like as a team, like, or yeah. like, you know, we don't have a strong leader. And, right, right. You know, but like, that's actually a part of this arc, so. Yeah, well, they, I mean, if that's the case, because like I, I don't even think I've read ahead or anything like that. Like, so, so these are these are semi new to me. I mean, at least at this point, you know, like like there might be a few issues, like I said, here or there, where I, I got them out of a back issue bin, you know, in some kind of, you know, I I think some issues of Thunderbolts, and I, I I guess maybe I'll be able to identify them when they come up, but I think a few, like they used to have these like 10 cent sales at golden apple. And I used to like fill up like a long box full of comics for like, yeah, you know, 30 bucks or something. Looking ahead, if I remember correctly, like in a few issues or so, it's like they have a debate where it's like, you know, Mach one calls moonstone on what you just said. Like, like you have, you're pretty short sighted as a leader. And then, like, you know, I think, like, Jolt's kind of like, well, what about you, Mach 1? Like, you led, like, the Sinister Syndicate or whatever. And, like, Mach 1's like, well, no, I'm not a good leader. And then he's like, well, Atlas has military training, so he should be our leader. And Atlas is like, I'm just a grunt. Like, and then, like, and Moonstone's like, and it circles back to me. Like, you know. Right, so, right. Yeah. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm, the only, I'm the only one who wants the job. Yeah. So. 
I do love, like, speaking of, uh, you know, Jolt being wiser or, you know, wiser than her years might suggest. I, I, I do love when Moonstone orders her to, like, track Cyclone and, like, you you know, use that super speed she just used to, like, you know, knock him out. Like, you know, she kind of mutters under her breath, like, did I mention that when I do this, I get really tired or whatever? But no, no, never mind. You know, I live to serve, you know, like like I thought that was pretty funny, like and witty I, for her. But I mean, I, I guess that's funny and witty. I, I I did expect that to have a consequence, and I I don't know that it necessarily did. It's not like she passed out at a key moment or needed needed to eat a sandwich and couldn't help her teammates or something. But you know, yeah, it's cool, and you know when the historical issue, you know, ties into claw and stuff. And I mean, he's the one, you know, it turns out here, he can like, you know, hijack songbirds like technology, which makes sense because it's her technology is derived from him from, from his. Yeah. So yeah. Like, you know, I mean this, this, this had a lot of options to go with for the historical stuff. Cause they, they make reference to, you know, Jostin's early appearances in the Avengers, but I mean, I, maybe this is me just making excuses or apologizing or, or whatever, right? But it's like so, some of these things, I feel like it might be more worthwhile. Like if, if we were going to do Jostin's first appearance as a coverage, it's like, well, technically that's kind of two issues of Avengers. Do you know what I mean? So I, I sometimes I, I know, you know, we've done in the past where we have like independent episodes where you know we're not necessarily covering an issue of thunderbolts but we're just covering you know some kind of mini series or the historical things and you know i i don't know i thought maybe it might be fun to bring up on the show or whatever but yeah i i was just gonna bring up like uh a couple things that you know Busick is seeding that will pay off probably like within like you know over the next 20 issues or so but uh you know they he has that brief subplot about Gail Rogers like the TV mm -hmm. reporter who's been you know like uh, following so she's going to be a fairly constant presence over the next you know yeah probably 20 issues or whatever and then it's very subtle, but and it, it starts a like arc that I don't think concludes until like the 40s or something. But when Moonstone talks about her having weird dreams and stuff, uh, like, that, okay. that is like I was surprised to see that like rereading this because I was like, I thought that was like a Nicieza plot, like. But like I was like, that must be what, you know, Busick is seeding here. Like, you know, maybe I'm sure him and Nicieza, like, you know, Nicieza probably asked them, like, what were you going to do with this? And like, you know, Busick said, well, here's where I was going with that. And, you know, maybe Nicieza used it. But, but yeah, like the, the Moonstone's dreams like factor in like, you know, within I think it, the storyline doesn't pay off till like the 40s or something. But yeah. But, you know, it's Kurt Busick, so, I mean. Yeah, I mean, they, they must have compared notes before they, they handed over the, you know, they, they made the transition between the creative team members yeah. and stuff like that. I, would, I was going to say, like, not only, like, Flying Tiger, like, you know, I took seriously, but, like, also, like, I always thought, like, the original Cyclone was kind of a loser and a mort or whatever, so... Hmm. Like, I, I, I do like this, like, redesign of him and, like, you know, the leaning into, like, the French taunter bit, basically. So, like, I think yeah. that makes him a lot more distinct. And I was, like, he, he shows up intermittently throughout the entire, like, Thunderbolts run. But I, I was kind of, like, wondering, and I didn't look into it, like, has he appeared, like, again, like, since, like, then, I guess? Like, I, I, have you ever seen 
I yeah. I don't know. Like I always have to look this stuff up because I was. I mean, to pull back the veil, I was looking up stuff about Claw because I I just wanted to see for reference. You know, between him joining this new Masters of Evil and you know the 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 issue that we're going to discuss in the back half. Like, did, you know, did did that flow? Like, it was it like the Marvel of old where if you know, Dr. Faustus got kicked out of a plane and died by the next time you see him, whether it's in Spider-Man or Daredevil or Captain America, you know, there, there's some explanation of, oh, I was wearing a bulletproof vest and I had a parachute <laughs> up my ass. And what I did was I, I, you know, I plummeted, but then I pulled the parachute and I was totally fine, you know, much to, you know, Captain America's chagrin. But like what, what I kind of found was, at least in the case of, of Claw, was that, like, I, I feel like the entirety of his run in Thunderbolts, even going back as far as Thunderbolts 3, like, would have had to take place after the issue we're going to read. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say. Um, let me see. Which, which, see, I don't even know which... Which version of Cyclone is this? He's French. This, this is they, the, they, the, they sec, two... the second one, I'd assume. So, like, uh, here, let me just click on both. The first, cause... the first one was killed by Scourge, like in the bar with no okay, name. Okay, this is so, like, this is yeah. Pierre Frisson, I guess. Yeah, Thunderbolts, Masters of Evil. Um, let's see, Thunderbolts, 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 Thunderbolts. Uh, He's in some issues of Avengers in between Thunderbolts. Yeah, they, he shows they, up in Busick's Avengers run, yeah. Uh, they say he was in Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Oh, well, yeah, they, I think that had a that had a lot of, like, group shots of criminals. Yeah, so, so, so that probably, might be. Yeah. And then it said, it said he was in Spider-Woman, Amazing Spider-Man, probably in that same Superior Foes. Thing. He's um, probably shown up in a bunch of group shots, like yeah, since then, yeah. Uh, all new, all different Avengers, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Dead Man, Logan. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess just randomly, like, the, yeah. the, but but I I think you're mostly right. I mean, the the majority of this, it seems like was was Thunderbolts, and then and then it's some of the, you know, I don't know, within the last five to six years of you know, Spider-Man titles and I guess some of these rando ones like Captain America and Dead Man Logan. Yeah, they kind of lump a lot of like street level villains into like Spider-Man's rogues gallery sometimes. Yeah, it's just like, hey, this guy, even though this guy can take on like a a whole team, it's like he's a street level guy. So Spider-Man should fight him like. Right, right. But I mean, the original Cyclone did first appear in Spider-Man, but like, you know, I'm. Yeah, but uh, no, I like I like this dude's design. Like, I think he looks cool, much cooler than the original Cyclone. And like, yeah, like I think he's a much more distinct character and in, in total. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, anything else about this issue? Like, I mean, I, it's still a good issue. It's like yeah, it's, it's only it's part one of like a multi-issue arc. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. They're like you said, they're setting up some some cool things with the. The whole, uh, you know, news team that's trying to to cover who these guys are. I, I think it still tracks that, you know, these guys are kind of in a really low place and they're kind of desperate so that when 
Crimson Cow makes that offer, like you can see the, 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 it's like that one panel, like the, the thirst in like Songbird's eyes and even the, the, the kind of wow in, in, in Mach 1's eyes, you know, like you can, you can see they're like, whoa, like, and, and, and they're definitely, you know, swayed by the perks, I guess, of, of being part of the new, masters of evil or whatever so i mean it, you know it, it, I, I guess you know jolt has good reason to to be concerned right because because it, it see and and it does seem like part of that thing we discussed before about the fact that they don't have a strong leader like it, it, it it's it's also in part that like most of these guys are followers and they followed zemo and zemo's gone do you know what I mean? And it's like it's almost like they're thirsty to have something new to follow because it makes it makes their lives easier. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. and even Atlas is just kind of like, well, look, I said I was going to stick by this team. So and it's interesting, too, because in, in some sense, like there, there's that loyalty, which you consider a positive trait. But in, in some sense, he can be loyal to a fault where it's like it's like he, he could, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know exactly where this goes, but if there was some kind of Thunderbolt civil war and a divide, like he could make the choice to be like, I'm going to be loyal to Jolt and we're going to stick with the plan to, to be heroes or whatever. Right. But but it almost seems like to me, you know, with his thought bubble, he's like, I can't let the team down if the others go the and it doesn't finish the thought. But the thought being finished is. I'm going to be loyal to a fault. And if these guys all decide to join the new masters, I'm going to stick by them. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's probably the, the wrong move, but him trying to honor his, his newly found direction in life. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it, it, it it's kind of weird. It's like, there's, there's things that are, uh, uh, positive about that, but there's also things that, like, you know, is is like people, you know, would you know, it's like the, I don't know, but you know, my parents always used to say, you know, like, oh, if somebody jumped off a bridge, are you gonna jump off a bridge too? <laughs> you know, like that's the whole, you know, parent thing, and it's like, and and I guess what I'm getting at is, I feel like without Zemo or without a leader these are all the kids that would jump off the bridge. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like, they're all followers, right? Like, so they're, they're, they're kind of stuck in this hard place at this point because, you know, they, they don't have that presence yet. And I, I, I mean, I, I kind of know where some of this is going. So, so, you know, we, we kind of know that there will be a strong leadership presence, you know, later in the book, but for right now, you can see why they're sort of in disarray and, 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 and when these temptations are kind of, you know, put under their noses why they they're they're like oh let me sniff this this smells pretty good like maybe maybe this is the direction to go in you know yeah characterization strong as ever another couple good fight scenes like this i mean this book like you know goes on a really long streak of like pretty awesome stuff so like yeah and we're, and we're still on that streak and you left it behind. And I left it behind. I did. I'm just being honest. I'm not. I'm not trying no, to I, I, I shit totally, on anybody's parade. I'm just. I'm just trying to be true to. I what think was I, going I think, on at the time. At the time, I was like young enough where I was like, "This is like the hot new thing," so I can't abandon it. Right. Like, right. You know, right. Like and like you know, and like and I only dropped it when I quit comics like altogether, basically. So mm, okay. 
but anyway, yeah, you want to, I think I, I've said all I wanted to say yeah, about this. Yeah. Issue. We'll take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back with uh, the historical portion of our show. So stay tuned. Just when you thought it was safe to hear a podcast promo. Brave and bold, comic books, Brave and bold, comic books, Brave and bold, comic books, the annual podcast crossover event celebrating the Justice League is back. And we're covering the 2007 Brave and the Bold series that started with Mark Wade and George freaking Perez and ended with J. Michael Straczynski. Throughout the month of May, participating podcasts will release special episodes on issues in the run. It all kicks off in the Overlooked Dark Knight podcast. Follow the event on social media using the hashtag JLMay2023. Coming this May. JLMay do 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 brave and the bold do 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 comic books do 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 Mephisto. Hey, that it? Is that what you want? Things I do for this show. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to Justice Not Entirely Dissimilar to Lightning. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that commercial, whatever it was. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to consult future me. But uh, yeah, so we're on the historical portion of our show. And uh, I believe this is another issue that is referred to in like, you know, the footnotes, like of the fir- of uh, Thunderbolts 18, isn't it? Like, uh, Tis. This is, uh, yeah, so Tis. Derek, why don't you go into it, Derek? Speaking yeah. of future me's. We are going to be discussing Cable issue fifty four. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even plan that, but yeah, that, that works that, out. And that 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 is referenced in the the uh, you know editor's notes when it comes to Claw's last defeat, I guess. And uh, Cable fifty four, of course, was published by Marvel Comics. The cover date was May nineteen ninety eight, but the on sale date was March fourth, nineteen ninety eight. The cover price was a whopping dollar ninety nine. The title: Jungle Action. Writer: Joe Casey. Penciler: Jose Ladron. Inker: Juan Viasco. Letterer: Richard Starkings. Colorist: Gloria Vasquez. Editor Mark Powers, and I did I did my uh, honest to goodness best to steal a Justin Level synopsis for this issue. After nearly losing his life against Donald Pierce, Cable accidentally finds himself in Wakanda, where he becomes a guest of its monarch, the Black Panther. But a team up is soon in order as behind the scenes, T'Challa's cousin or Shala, as they like to say in the comic. Joshua Itobu is scheming with Ulysses Claw, who invades Wakanda, seeking to steal its precious vibranium deposits. Duh. That's it. That's that's the story, basically. Um, I mean, you know, there, there's more to it than that, I, I suppose. But, I mean, mostly it's like action beats and stuff like that. And I guess I was trying to explain before, like, you know, not necessarily apologizing or whatever, but... The, I, I guess my mandate for this show was always, 
even even though that Thunderbolts issue refers to like Eric Jostin, you know, and, and his first appearance in Avengers as Power Man and teaming up with the Enchantress, like that's a two part story. So I, I feel like that would be something that uh, you, I don't know that I'd want to cover as its own little, you know mini episode onto itself or whatever. Whereas I think my, my mental, I don't know, edict or mandate, which becomes pretty difficult. Like the, the more you look at these tie in issues is I wanted something that was done in one. I mean, I always want something that's done in one or at least as close as I can possibly get, you know what I mean? And this totally fits that bill of all the issues that are referenced and mentioned, like whether they're talking about, you know, Count Nefaria or, or Graviton or, or, you know, Power Man or, who, you know, what, whatever. Or, or even if I just wanted to, you know, grab a random issue that, you know, focused on, you know, Mach 1 or something like that. Like, you know, oh, well, how many Beatles stories are done in one? I mean, there are some, but not all of them are. Sometimes they're multi-part stories or whatever. And so I picked this because I do like this cable run. I mean, this this is written by Joe Casey. Um, I think before this, Jeff Loeb was writing the book. And I, I mean, I've, I think I've gone on record. I don't know if I've said this live, but I'm pretty sure I've said this to you guys before. But like, that's one of the few runs of Jeff Loeb's that I really like, like his run on Gable. And, and, and I think Joe Casey, too, as well. Like, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't think I hate anything that Joe Casey's written for Superman, but like. I think of some of those Superman era writers, like I think I like Joe Kelly more than I like Joe Casey, but I enjoyed this particular run, I think because of Joe Casey and because of Jose Ladron, who I think is, you know, obviously he's very Kirby influenced at this point. And I just, I, I love it very much. And, and it's, you know, it's very much like in the vein of somebody like, you know, Tom Scioli that we talked about with the Transformers versus G.I. Joe, you know? So, I don't know. The cover has uh, the little blurb, Stranger in a Strange Land. And I feel like, I, I'm not saying that they read this and, and decided this is what they were going to do in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, I mean, I do feel like the relationship between Cable and Black Panther almost plays like you could make the comparison to how the winter soldier is like the white wolf in the Marvel cinematic universe. Cause they're both dudes with like bionic arms and they're both, you know, I don't know, sort of recovering or being taken care of in Wakanda. And, and they're, they, they are referred to whether it's Bucky or, or cable in this particular issue. You know, I, I think at one point claw finally catches up, and, and, and Cable encounters him and they get into one of their first skirmishes and, and Claw's kind of like, ah, you must be the foreigner. You know, you must be the the outsider or whatever, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, I'm the only other white dude in Wakanda. Like, you know, and I got a cybernetic arm and you're you're trying to rip off the vibranium. So let's, you know, let's have a battle and, and all that kind of stuff, you know? Like, so, um, and then the other thing I was trying to get at with in terms of when we were looking up, like whatever became of, the cyclone you know after after uh thunderbolts right like i was trying to see again if if there was some kind of strong continuity here and there's really not like this is 
this is the, I, I feel like these are like the first cracks, you know, because I mean, th- there was a point in time if you read somebody's reading history and you, you took Dr. Doom or Dr. Faustus or, you know, I don't know, whoever, like some, some character, Green Goblin or whoever, right? And you, you read their first appearance and then you read their second appearance and, you know, so on and so forth. There, there's something about that that would track. If they died at the end of an issue or it looked like they were perceived to be dead, then you'd read some other comic, you know, Spider-Man or Daredevil or whatever, and it turned out they had a parachute and they had a bulletproof vest or, you know, something that would, like, explain what happened to these guys. But I think here I was, like, trying to follow it, and, and it's like Thunderbolts 3 came out before this issue of Cable. So if he was part of this new masters of evil claw, what, why would he be in such dire straits in this issue? That makes no sense. So to me, I'm like this, this issue of cable has to take place before he was a member of that new masters of evil and had that deal with the crimson cow. So to me, I, I, I feel like chronologically, even though it doesn't make any sense in terms of when it was released, I feel like this, this issue of black Panther has to take place before Thunderbolts 3 or before Claw joins the new Masters of Evil. But even then, like, if I go back further, right, like, I'm looking at shit like, you know, there there was a a comic called Over the Edge where Daredevil and Black Panther fight Claw and Killmonger. And Daredevil beats the shit out of Claw, but, like, I don't think he damaged his little sonic gun hand or any you know what i mean like it wasn't his it wasn't his tech that was messed up right and and there were issues of avengers unplugged where claw fought the uh avengers with like another team of bad guys before this but again nothing specifically was was i don't know said like oh i'm really messed up or i didn't eat my cheerios so you know i need to go back to wakanda to fix this shit you know so it's like i don't know that like like if you're looking for that kind of connectivity that there used to be in marvel i don't think that exists anymore um but having said that like i i think as like an introduction issue i don't know that it's a very good introduction issue to cable per se um but what I always liked about this era of Cable was like, and, and this applies to the Jeff Loeb run as well, they they were very comfortable in having him do like a world tour of the Marvel Universe. And it's like he could fight the psycho uh, uh, man or whatever. You know, he could fight like characters that weren't necessarily, I don't know, X-Men editorial managed. Like they, he didn't just have to stick to that particular corner of his universe i mean he could he could fight characters that were his own quote unquote but but it seemed like they were perfectly comfortable letting him go off and do other things and 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 one of those other things was like him coming to wakanda you know so i i i don't know i thought that was i i i've always thought that was kind of fun you know just the you know cable's world tour of the marvel universe that is you know, that doesn't have anything to do with the X side of the house or whatever. So I, I thought that was fun and I enjoyed it. Um, I guess that my only other thing to mention is that um, there, there are some subplots here with Irene Merriweather, who basically is like a reporter, just like um, Gail, you know, from the 
like it, it, you could almost get them confused. You know what I mean? Like like the from from Thunderbolts or whatever. But it, you know, may, maybe at some point they both went to the same news reporter woman school or something like that. You know, you could have like a backstory about that. But I mean, essentially she's like supposed to be chronicling cable's life and times or something like that i guess in the book but you know like that it's it, again i i haven't read this in a long time but i i did enjoy the the art style and everything and i i think that's the biggest selling point of this book and then i guess getting back to what I was saying, it might not be a great introduction for Cable per se. I mean, I guess like some of the opening stuff where he's having flashbacks, it's like a quick way to to get you up to speed. But but I think if you weren't familiar with, you know, Apocalypse and the techno organic virus or the adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix or, you know, X-Force and Domino or whatever, like some of those visuals might not necessarily have the same meaning to a new reader as they would to a a long time reader um but i I think this is a kind of cool and good introduction to wakanda you know what i mean like like it's it's almost like one of those things like when they would like retell stories on i don't know like batman the brave and the bold animated show and it's like oh okay well we're gonna tell the origin of the doom patrol but it just so happens batman's there do you know what i mean and 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 it's like I, I almost feel like this is a very Black Panther centric story. Like it's 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 like Black Panther is in charge and they're in Wakanda and Wakanda has all these great resources. And then, you know, some relative goes to the outside world and decides, oh, it's time to exploit those resources. And then what does he do? He he F's up and and brings, you know, a nefarious villain into the you know the the nation and and then everything goes to crap and black panther has to come in and save the day right and that seems like the basic plot and the only difference is just like the 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 batman brave and the bold episode with the doom patrol origin it's like oh yeah and batman's there and that's the main difference with this it's like the wakanda standard kind of not necessarily origin story but the the standard kind of like Wakanda is going to get exploited and the Black Panther isn't going to stand for it. And he's going to, you know, whoop some some claw ass. And oh, yeah, cables there. You know what I mean? And that's that's basically what's going on here. Yeah, like I I really enjoyed the art to this. Like you said, I I thought it was like I I thought that, too. I was like, oh, this is kind of like Kirby inspired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially like. Everyone's kind of like wider, I guess, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And, you know, everyone has like square jaws and like, yeah, like I really enjoyed the art for this. Like I'd never read this issue before. I I think I've only read like a handful of issues from this cable run. So like, you know, I'll take your word for it that like the Jeff Loeb stuff was good. Like so. But uh, um, yeah, like I I mean, I I see what you mean. Like I was I was kind of thinking like, but wait, like if this if that Thunderbolts issue was referring to Claw's defeat in this issue, then his appearance in Thunderbolts three should have happened maybe before this. But he was. Yeah, it's like what what happened to women between then and there? Like, yeah, see, I I don't. Yeah, I don't think there was an in between. I I feel like this this had to have happened 
before in, in the John. Thunderbolts issue, maybe that's why like Claw is all like, must we really go through this like Crimson Cup? Right, right, you know, right. Yeah, like it's it's it. it's it's Busick just kind of going, ah, fuck, I can't, I can't. If other people aren't going to keep track of this shit, I can't do it too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, this is like a good like uh, like you said like it's a good guest star episode of mm-hmm. uh, of Cable like the Brave and the Bold Cable yeah. Black Panther you know introduces Wakanda he introduces you know his his arch he fights his arch nemesis in it I mean it's a, it's a pretty you know by the numbers introduction like guest spot epi- uh, issue installment whatever you want to call it like I I've always I've always had a soft spot for Claw like I I think like because i was introduced to him probably in thunderbolts like and as as a member of you know the masters of evil and like i i think like he showed up on that fantastic four cartoon in the 90s like once yeah and then like i don't know like i've always had in in a in a black panther episode yeah in in the black panther episode so i've always you know i've always had some kind of measure of respect for claw like i've always thought he was t'challa's like arch nemesis and stuff and uh over the years, I've kind of like you know cemented that because I I feel like you know I, I I'm like Claw is like a like ideal like arch nemesis for the Black Panther like because he's designed to be like Black Panther's opposite basically he's you know Black Panther uses vibranium which you know you know absorbs sound and Claw is like pure sound it, like there's there's so many like parallels and stuff like that I think you know he's a he's a good arch nemesis good arch nemesis i and i i love his design even even the goofy like purple pants when they give it to him like you know the torn purple pants design like so but uh and and yeah like it's funny like we were talking about how you know crimson cowl says oh we like rescued claw when he was just recently defeated and look, you know, he was like vaporized in this issue, like, you know, right, and right. reduced to his like, you know, gun arm. And I mean, that's pretty much always the way with Claw. Like he always gets like dispersed or like, you know, something like that. But it's I mean, like, I mean, some sometimes, though, I think what what usually happened when when Marvel was was hell bent on keeping track of all that shit, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, he was reconstituted by Dazzler in such and such issue. Do you know what I mean? And then you'd go and read it and kind of go, oh, yeah, he was, he, you know, you know, Dazzler did, you know, reconstitute him in that issue or whatever. And you could, you could kind of follow the history of a character, even though he didn't have his own comic, like somebody was out there yeah. keeping track of that. Oh, yeah, shit. didn't, didn't Dazzler get put on trial for murder after she like yes. blew Claw away? Yes. Yeah, like I yes. remember that when we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. so so you're like you're like sitting there going, oh, somebody was out there keep you know Jim Shooter or whoever it was was out there keeping track of this shit. And then after a certain point, it you know it, it got to a point where people just gave up on it. You know what I mean? And it's like you know that's I don't know. There's that part like I I get it because because. Because th- this, I think, is an example, maybe in the positive, this issue of Cable, where had they been hung up on, oh, but he's the member of the new Masters of Evil, and we can't tell this story. You know, it's like, I, I don't want people to get hung up in that manner, because this was a fun story, and it was a good vehicle for Jose Latron's art, you know what I mean? And it and it worked, and it's simple, and it's it's efficient, and, and it's fun, and it's, you know, it, like, like you were saying, it's this kind of you know, brave in the bold cable world tour of the Marvel universe. You know, he gets to see different areas of the Marvel universe that 
maybe if all you were were was a was an X-Men reader and that's all you knew. It's like, okay, yeah, you know about the Savage Land because you read a shit ton of X-Men comics, but maybe you don't know about Wakanda. You know what I mean? And I think, too, like, in some ways, this is, uh, I, I think in the right time frame, like, I I, I think, I, I don't know if the, the, you know, Christopher Priest run, you know, that Black Panther book had just started, but I think it's, like, it's very close, like, to being in that same arena too so so it it, it kind of has that that dual purpose of marketing like trying to you know i mean and i know this is crazy to say today right but uh, you know to to try and raise the the black panther profile right because he's about to have a new book on the stands or maybe he had a new book on the stands at at this time right so it's like if you're if you're the kid and you're crazy about X-Men stuff, like may- maybe you enjoy this, right? Because it's kind of basic and it, it it gives you, you know, most of the information you need to know who these characters are. And then maybe you move over and you read uh, the hell out of that cool Christopher Priest Black Panther run, too. You know, yeah. so, uh, you know, that's that, that that's basically how I I sort of uh, see this. I, and, you know, I know I know that the claw thing is is tangential, but I mean, f- for me, I guess, I don't know. I, I was just going to say, cause you talked about like your introduction to claw being the thunderbolts. And I feel like my introduction to claw was secret wars. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I remembered him from secret Wars. So uh, again, you know, maybe it's an over inflated sense of importance, but like, to me, I was like, Oh, well he was, he was one of the bad guys in secret wars. Like he oh, must no, be important. No, no, it's funny. It's like at, when I did read secret wars, like probably years after this, like this, that the issue of thunderbolts, like I was kind of like, why is claw acting like a friggin' loon? Like, in Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, yeah. I, like I didn't, I was like, okay. I thought, cause again, like I took him like deadly serious, like and stuff. So I never had seen like these like are, earlier appearances of him. So are, are you saying you don't take the lizard and claws game of patty cake deadly seriously? <laughs> no, nope. I did Do not, not interrupt us. We are playing <laughs> patty cake. <laughs> it's like uh or when what is it like dr doom's like come to the lab like claw i'm going to dissect you and he's like yay woohoo like you know doom, um, um. don't hurt me no more what is love baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more Irene Merriweather. She she was like a long standing like supporting cast member of Cable, right? Yeah, like, like like she she was supposed to be his like the chronicler of his life and times or some shit. I, and like, like, like she she she, she, she gets she starred heavily in like the Cable and Deadpool series too. Yeah, yeah, she was in that. She was she was around when they tried to rebrand Cable as Soldier X, so I guess they didn't have to pay Liefeld monies or something. Like she 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 stuck around. Uh, I remember like some, some years ago, I'll have to look it up, but I think she was like kind of cavalierly like killed off in some issue of like Deadpool okay. or something. And I was kind of like, oh, that's too bad. Like she was a like, you know, a long it's like killing off like Betty Brant, like yeah. at random yeah. or something like, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of off putting. And like I was like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, a shame. But what I, I was going to say, like, I mostly know this version of Cable, or at least his costume, like, from Marvel versus Capcom 2, because mm, that's mm. the costume they use in that. Like, hyper Beam. Hyper yeah, Beam. Yeah, yeah. Hyper, hyper Beam. beam. Or it's, I think it's Viper Beam, because it, like... I, I'm, I'm just saying it wrong, because, you know, yeah. the Hulk says, rape you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
stupid cheesy cable from Marvel versus Capcom 2. Viper beam. Viper beam. Yeah. Or, or like his wind stance. I always remember when the techno organic virus like overwhelms him and his arm like transforms and he goes holding up for now. But yeah, this this was like I think he even mentions it's like, oh, we just went through like onslaught or whatever. So like I was like, yeah, he was an onslaught in this costume, too. Like, so, yeah, but this is this is when he had like, what what was it like the scimitar or whatever? Yeah, like, like you know, his, uh, his psychic. Weapon. Yeah, yeah. He was like shying away from guns. But yeah, you know, I, I really liked I, like I said, I really dug the art. Like it, the the art took me a couple pages to settle in. I was like, "What the hell is this art?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's kind of Kirby esque." And then like by the by the end of it, like during the fight scenes and stuff, I was like, "Oh man, this is good stuff." Like yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm, I'm glad you suggested it. And again, when you when you mentioned it, um, when you said like you know read Cable fifty four for this uh, issue. Like, I, I was kind of like, well, what's the tie in here? And then I was like, oh, I guess it's Claw. And then like then I then when I reread the Thunderbolts issue, I was like, oh, because Claw calls back to this issue. Yeah. Like yeah. his last defeat. Like, so I, I was like, OK, like so that that's cool. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's that's all that really needs to be said. I mean, it's it's if, if you if you like Kirby inspired art, you know, I, I think Latron's really great and uh you know i i think it's a, a a nice showcase for the black panther and wakanda and then you know and and then th- this run of cable in general is just kind of fun you know what i mean like so it's it's just if 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 uh if you haven't ever checked it out i i think it's worth a look i'm curious now i'm just looking up irene merriweather to see where when she died and then yeah deadpool killed her like Deadpool killed her. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Um. In let's see, what's the do in oh Despicable Deadpool number two hundred and ninety two. I think that oh I think that's when he was like working for Hydra Cap maybe. Oh. So that's yeah okay. like because okay. everyone started hating him again because he like he did is he that, thought that, Cap that, was that's for like real. One of those like, things like where like like. You know, they kill off Maxima and our world's at war and then nobody it's like everybody else comes back to life, even Pa Kent. Yeah, but like, uh-huh. they don't bring her back. And it's like it's like uh, it was like a shit ton of people like Rick Jones and all kinds of people like didn't they all like Black Widow? Like didn't a shit ton of people die like in during that period? But then it's like. Poor Irene Merriweather is the only one that doesn't doesn't get to come back. Yeah. Oh, it says it's Deadpool is blackmailed by Strife into killing Irene Merriweather. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I remember, like, he just strolls into like the Daily Bugle's offices and shoots her or something. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was very off-putting when I read it. Mm. But oh well. well not Someone like. Not like these comics that were not very off-putting. Exactly right. These were charming and delightful. If you like not, if you like not very off-putting comics, then then read these comics and don't read Despicable Deadpool comics. I guess. I don't mind being wrong as long as I can correct my mistakes. All right. Well, Derek, why don't you uh, do our usual thing? If you guys have any comments, questions, and/or concerns, if you're planning on stealing vibranium from Wakanda, <laughs> email fanholspodcast at gmail 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. We're on all kinds of social media. We can be found on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and we appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. If you want to direct download the backlog of Justice Not Entirely Dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast, you can do so over at the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. And... We can be found on all kinds of streaming. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, and we can be found on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Derek. So this is Mike saying, you snooty knickets. This is Derek, Derek WC, uh, hoping Deadpool doesn't assassinate me. Signing off. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number, I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, 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 Kids were laughing in my classes while I was scheming for the masses. Who do you think you are? Dreaming about being a big star. They say you're basic, they say you're easy. You're always riding in the backseat. Now I'm smiling from the stage while you were clapping in the nosebleeds. What also makes me sad is like uh, I'm kind of like, you know, watching Wakanda forever made me sad because I was like, oh, you know, I wish Chadwick Boseman was still alive. So, you know, T'Challa could meet Namor or whatever. But now I'm kind of like, you know, it's probably likely that like Andy Serkis is never going to come back as like Claw and Mm. like dress in purple trunks or whatever and like be painted red. You mean um, you mean Andy Serkis and um, what's the guy who played the lizard? Oh, what, Reese Fons? Reese Fons. They're not going to have a game of patty cake. I'm no. like, this is no. bullshit. I demand, I demand Reese and Andy Serkis play a game of patty cake <laughs> in 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 the upcoming Secret Wars movie. Uh-huh. Otherwise, it's it's crap. It's like that's right. If, uh-huh. if that if that doesn't happen, if that Easter egg doesn't happen, the movie is crap. That it's probably Blizzard. crap. It's probably crap already. Yeah. But, but it's really crap if that doesn't happen. But no, the Secret War. Forget everything else. Forget all this multiverse crap. If Secret Wars does not have Claw Lizard Patty Cake, then yep, that's it. It's a, it's it's a not, failure. It's not. It's it, not Secret it's Wars. It's a failure. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, it was funny. Uh, that just reminded me of. Uh, like a couple of, I was going to tell you and Justin this, but like, you know, when, when they announced that like power yeah. Rangers, like reunion special, I was like, Oh cool. So like, then I was like in a power Rangers mood for a few days. So I like went and wa- like rewatched like forever red again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cause I was like, Oh yeah, that was like the good anniversary. Special, right. 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 
So like I watched it and I'm like you know it's still it's still pretty awesome for you know an episode of Power Rangers or whatever. But like it's like if you do a drinking game where you drink every time someone says let's do it, like <laughs> you will fucking die. Uh, like like in that t- in those twenty minutes, like you know. Uh. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of shots in twenty two minutes. <laughs> it's like every every time like any fight like takes off, it's like let's do it, let's do it, <laughs> let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, guys. All right, guys, let's do it, let's do it. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.